3: This is the Manchester Football Social,
4: the Wednesday Club. Good evening, my name is Joe McGrath and this is the Wednesday Club. We've been in the studio relaxing, we're not just all rushed in because we've realised it's 6 o'clock and the Wednesday Club has begun. This is the sort of show throughout the week on the Manchester Football Social where we take an obscure, well, a different sort of look on the world of football, the ones that you love. And we'll be talking today about the start of the Premier League. We'll also have a team of the week, which was very successful last week. A team that is outside of the spotlight that you want to shine a light on is uh, a team from Oldham this week. Uh, and in the studio all settled now and ready to go is the wonderful Ian Cheeseman from Forever Blue hello Ian you alright are you good yeah Ian yeah. you well and Alex Boardman making his debut for the first time this season yeah hello. making his debut for the first time you can't make your debut for the first time yeah. well we'll you see to make next next debut week, week, week. when I say he's here time. for the second time uh, gentlemen thank you very much for uh, for joining us He started I see He started already <laughs> and I'm sick of it and it's only three minutes past six uh, do you want to just mention Ian does a vlog I'm going to get that out there um, <laughs> um, do, do, you know, Beat the record <laughs> you know what? last night in Forever Blue and never mentioned it <laughs> Never mentioned it. now blog. you've mentioned it and You're you always joking, say it me you're it. joking uh, Right, gents you um, mean the vlog that's on the City website The vlog days. that's on I mean wow. So for people who don't know uh, You might as well just tell a story uh, Ian does a vlog uh, on Premier League match days uh, Where he goes around and interviews fans He gets a sort of uh, a, a, a glimpse of what the game was like And it goes now On the Manchester City Website, absolutely. How cool is that? That eh? is very cool. Uh, yeah. It was weird seeing going on the Manchester City website on uh, on Monday. Oh no, Sun was it Sunday night? Sunday night, yeah. And uh, flicking through the faces of Aguero and Pep. That's and pretty impressive. Ian Cheese. i am
2: also uh, got a little bit of a success story because I'm currently selling a toaster on eBay and it's up to £3.83. <laughs> it's
4: got about a day left. <laughs> that's so. Really? That's amazing. Yep. Um, Alex, we're going to start with you. Yeah. <laughs> is that a quid each for us all? You, why if we get it to six, do we get a cup? Yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, right, if we you. plug it, we do get we it to What is it on eBay? What's it called? I'm not telling you my profile name. People leave me bad feedback. Alex Boardman, let's start with you. Manchester United, uh, the first win of the season. Just, though, just. First game of the season, not just at all. Nonsense. 2-1 against Leicester. I I find, Ian, and I don't know if you uh, will will agree with me on this. Steve can be you know Steve Sanyaski who's also on the Wednesday club can be very you know up and down about how united are going to go Alex at the start of the season is always the most positive united fan you i know to, yeah. and here he is so alex take the Do wheel. you know what i
2: kind of wish i'd been on last week because pre-season i have never been as annoyed with the pre-season as i was this year with all the negativity surrounding we need Aaron Maguire and we need this and why has nobody bought this person and that squad's a lot stronger than it was last year um, players are a lot better, so I think we're in really good shape. It was a very good performance with a, a team that, I mean, four or five of those players you wouldn't have put in.
4: Um, um, well, how, how do you mean?
2: Well, Likaki would have started over Rashford. Mata might not have played because Lingard probably would. I don't think Pereira would have played there, Matic would have played. Shaw would probably not have played for Young and Valencia would have played. So that's five or six of you starting 11, didn't play and he still won. Lukaku should have scored, so that would have been 3 1. Matter should have scored, that would have been 4 1. The, the goal was in the nonsense minute, 93 minutes, when Leicester had no chance. He hit the post and rebounded in. You're talking rubbish.
4: <laughs> a very good victory. <laughs> okay, Brilliant okay. debut from Fred. Did you think? Did you enjoy Fred's debut? Love
2: Fred. It's like watching Remy Moses after all these years. Just finally, someone who just wants to tackle and get the ball
4: and give it easy. It was brilliant. 8-7-1-1, Texas. If you're a Manchester United fan, you agree with Alex. You've got confidence going into the next uh, uh, couple of games. Um, Alex, then, so let's talk about certain players. Rashford, obviously, said, you said would have uh, been replaced by Lukaku if yeah. he was fit to start in the lineup. Do you see Rashford is the number 10, though, Alex, for Manchester United now? Well, does that a number, have a statement he, yeah. that Mourinho might use him, or is that just a bit of let's sell some shirts, let's use him as the number 10? Who knows if he's actually going to start?
2: Um, well, it's one of those weird things as well where I don't know if number 10 for ages has carried that much. Mo- it's not the biggest number at Old Trafford, is it? If you put your star in the number seven supposedly. Um, and then even, I don't know, Dennis Law's number, it's not not since Dennis Law, maybe Mark Hughes after that, has there been a number 10 where you've gone, this is a, a massive player. I think it's a great compliment to Rashford. I think he'll be great in the future. He looked average. Um, he tried, but stuff didn't come off and he was a little bit too isolated because Mata can't, Mata can't quite get up fast enough and uh, Sanchez seems to not be able to see him in the new ridiculous kit. So I don't know why he can't pass to him, but, you know, Sanchez Sanchez could have set up Rashford for two or three more goals. Rashford was free and he just can't find him.
4: Before we get on to Manchester City, Ian, maybe one eye over at Old Trafford, do you see Alex's point of view different to Steve's? He is confident, you know, uh, he's got a squad. um, And, um, you know, he could see, are you saying that potentially, come the end of the season, United will definitely be up there?
2: We've We've won that league with worse teams than we've got now, worse, much worse squads. Yeah, but there were
4: worse teams also in that league as well. No team was as yeah, good as Manchester no City. no team side. was as
2: good as City, but, you know, the uh, it's a long season. There might be a couple of key injuries. Not that I'm wishing that on anyone. But suddenly you take, I don't know, De Bruyne, you take Sané um, out of that side. Are they as good? I don't, I don't think they are.
3: Ian? I watched the game on Friday night and... Um And I nearly fell asleep. I thought it was awful. Um, This week, um, there's actually a sort of tweet. I'm thinking about, we're discussing in the office whether to do this as a regular feature and uh, sort of do Tweet of the Week. And I don't mean one of our tweets. I mean something that you observe somebody else doing. And this one caught my eye this week, which is relevant because this was tweeted out by Danny Baker. You know, the the, the Danny Baker, who's a Five Live presenter and everything. Millwall fan. And this is what he said in his tweet. Uh, And this, obviously, was during Friday night's game. He said, an hour into the season, and we're already stupefied once more by the knotted, clotted, dense fudge of a team that is Manchester United these days. Tedious, ugly, numbing, go-nowhere passes with no end result whatsoever. Visually, football's equivalent of the spice drug. Now, I, you know, I read that and I thought it's quite, Alex. Yeah, it's quite al- outrageous, but but saw so about a few points in there, I thought, from what I was watching. Well, well what it's just someone who's
2: a, is he a former sports journalist. Is he about to be a sports journalist again? It's the biggest team in the country, probably the world. Everybody's had a dig, like, way before the season started. I did not see that. I saw Fred get the ball and every time play really good forward passes. I saw Shaw constantly overlapping. I saw a really solid defence. I saw Pogba be fantastic. So it seems now that you can't criticise Pogba because he shut everyone up after the World Cup and he played a really good game when he probably wasn't fully fit because he looked to be flagging towards the end of it. So you have to switch the narrative and go, all right, let's, uh, Lukaku's not playing, but let's, let's attack Sanchez or let's say the football's no good. Could have scored four or five goals and didn't really look in any kind of threat. I'd, I thought it was a very comfortable, very professional performance with half a teammate.
4: Well, this is good. I like it already. I'm feeling it. And so, so I, Alex, I, I know that um, you know you, we could, we could sit here and say, yes, yeah, see, have got a better team. But when you look on paper, when the eleven come out, the Manchester United eleven is a good eleven. Is it not the way Mourinho plays them individual players that makes it so boring? Zidane and the rumours are floating about today that he wants to be in charge of a new club, and people are just in the press, linking him to Manchester United, his attacking style of football, that wouldn't be as boring as as Danny Baker there. Would you not want to see that?
2: Yeah, I want to see attacking football, but I want to see United win, first and foremost.
3: And so there's there's that question. There's a difference th- do you know what I me mean, Alex. A massive difference between... Because you state that the most important thing for you is that United win, and secondly, then you go on to other things. Yeah, of course. To me... Um, as a City fan, I'm not saying everybody agrees
4: with me, by the way, but this is my view, uh, I want to play the right way and hopefully win. The age-old question, since I joined uh, Football Radio when I was about 18, working uh, over the road, as you call it, the enemy, um, was, what would you rather? This was, this was I started when uh, Sir Alex Ferguson left, so I was only doing some research projects and stuff on Manchester United. And the question we used to ask over and over and over again, and did it not get a bit boring is would you rather see Manchester United playing attacking football or than winning a game? And it's come to a point now where you look over the road and they're doing both. Surely that's how you catch up to the rest of the opposition.
2: Well, this is the the glamorisation. The Ferguson years were amazing. Never see anything like that again. But first and foremost, Ferguson's teams won. And some seasons we had like the 99 treble winning season, they just played wonderful flowing football. Uh, Then his final season when he had Van Persie and Rooney was at its peak and then there was um, Ronaldo's last season. But there were seasons in between where they just dug and grind out certain results. And this is what annoys me. I just think it's really not a fair portrayal because a lot of Ferguson's... Wins were gritty, 1-0. I mean, there was one year, it might have been 96, when Kansanar scored a 1-0 in basically every game for the last 20 games of the season. We're beating really good, I think there's was a good Arsenal side with a free kick, a good Blackburn side with a header from a Giggs cross. And those were grind-out results. There was a game last season that was a perfect Ferguson-style game coming up this season in a couple of matches. Tottenham at home, one one nil, And, you know, people were criticising it. It was a proper, full-blooded, brilliant, English game of football, and that that's got a place as much as tiki taka.
3: Pass it; have eighty percent of the possession. Well, football's changed since then, hasn't it? I mean, I I agree, really, in principle. I'm not disagreeing with you as much as you might think, because if you're a tribal football fan, which you clearly are, and obviously I am as well, um, you want your team to win. No, no debate in that. And at one time, when I was going in the seventies and maybe the eighties. Um, nobody really apart from those who went to games were really that interested in football yes there was a presence and yes there was an interest and it was always the national football game But since then the game has changed now and it's become far more fashionable um, obviously most of the violence and troubles have gone out of the game mm. so that makes it more attractive to other people you know to to families to women and children that maybe weren't going in those days and suddenly people with money And they're starting to put money in and they're willing to pay a lot more to sit in prime seats just to be there, to say that they're there. So it becomes more of a theatrical experience rather than a pure footballing experience. Mm -hmm. So when I go and sit at Boundary Park, as I did last night, watching them against Derby County with my Oldham hat on, wanting Oldham to win, I felt that the... Three or four thousand people who sat in that ground will like you, and that, that's yeah. meant as a compliment. So that they were tribal fans who were there, and the only thing that really mattered to them was getting behind their team, supporting them, and their team winning. They lost, but that's what what motivated them to go. A bigger percentage of, and a growing percentage of people who are at Premier League games are therefore, for. Yes, they will say that their allegiances are towards another yeah. team, towards that team, but. Their reason for being there is to be entertained, just well, as you are when you go. It's the an theater. experience,
2: isn't it, for some people who get it as part of maybe even a package holiday and they probably pay five hundred quid for the ticket, they get a discount at the mega store, they might get I don't know what else to get, but
3: but it's um, a bit like if you went to a, a to a, to a ballet and you say, well, it wasn't a very good yeah, but ballet, that, but Nureyev F danced and he did a nice well, plie well, or something like that. Well, that's like a that. very
2: different it, thing. That's not a sport, that's an art, isn't it? That entire that theatre of dreams I thing, a, I hated that. I absolutely hated that theatre of dreams. Do you not
3: think that football is morphing a little bit into that? Though? Oh, yeah, it's in, gone. In, what in do you mean level? it's gone? Look at United's home kit this so there, I mean. So, therefore, of those 76,000 that must have been at Old Trafford on Friday night... There must have been a quite a large percentage of those who thought, "Yeah, we won." Boy, it wasn't great. You know, I didn't mm. really enjoy well, that. It didn't. It wasn't aesthetically pleasing, and especially when they look over the road and think, well, "City, that's aesthetically pleasing." I, I went to an EDS game, at the the, um, the you know the elite development squad on Saturday at one o'clock. Mm. City played Arsenal. Right? This is the under twenty Six five. What a fantastic game to watch. It's great, but I think United's
2: youth um, team won the league last year, didn't they? So yeah, but you're talking about winning. Yeah, I'm yeah. Saying, saying and that's what it's about. Five five. It's, 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 the, it's the big debate. It's
4: sport. And do you know what? We'll whack it on. I think that could be our uh, poll of the day that we do after the uh, 20 past break. Uh, we'll try and stick that on. So you can have your say as well. Texas eight double seven double one. I know uh, the the debates are back and I like it. The debates are back. I know we have a bit of a laugh, but It's good. I was planning on talking about Manchester City in this section, but look where we are, 16 minutes past six. Let's speak about Manchester City, though, let's get a him Because it was back to business. You enjoyed your trip down to Arsenal. Um, looked comfortable, I thought. Arsenal didn't look much different to how they were last season. Um, overall thoughts, Ian? Well, it's, it's hard to judge how, how good or
3: otherwise City were, because Arsenal, I didn't think, were particularly good at all. And, and I've been watching... Games down at either Highbury or the Emirates for so many years that I'm used to City going down there and getting beat and Arsenal being on the front foot and dominating, and they certainly were not that. However, it's hard to judge on the opening day of the season with a new coach and some new players, and even City's team wasn't at full strength. Obviously, Sane, David Silver didn't play at all. De Bruyne was on the bench, came off the bench. I know we're hearing today he might be seriously injured and out for some time, but at that time he was fit and he came on, but he only came on late in the game. How How do you judge a game like that? Let's see what Arsenal do in the next two or three games and let's see what City do in the next two or three games. But for what was put in front of them, they did absolutely what they needed. It was entertaining. I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it as a spectacle as well as the Tribal sort of winning the game and winning at Arsenal, as I say, can never be taken for granted. And believe it or not, that's the first time City since the 1930s have won back-to-back games at Arsenal.
4: So you no, know, <laughs> that's to be, an not to be underestimated. Place all, didn't yeah. it? What happened in the
3: 1930
4: season? Did you they win won the... two games in a row? <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> right before we go to the break, it's the return of the attendance game. You've not been part of this, have you? No, Alex. no. Oh, It's Favorite a wonderful new game in the world.
2: It's the same music. though, which I'm uh, uh, pleased about. Have
4: you got a pen and paper, Ian? Oh, you, you can uh, share my pen. Your... <laughs> right. I'm going to tell you. Uh, this is a very simple game called the attendance game. We're going to do the Premier League weekend. I'm gonna give you two games that happen in the Premier League. You're gonna tell me which one had the higher attendance. Okay. Do <laughs> we need a pen? You seem very pleased with this. You can just write it down, Ian, on your <laughs> notes. In your notes, okay. Right. <laughs> no conferring. Okay.
0: You're against we each other. Here.
4: We're playing <laughs> against each other. Who had the higher attendance? <laughs> Fulham versus Palace? Or Huddersfield against Chelsea? Mm. Write your first option down. You've got three of these.
3: That's, that's not my question, that's Alex's question, yeah? Yeah. Well, right.
4: oh, no, no, both of you playing the same. We didn't same. do that last oh, week. Oh, we well, I've changed the fourth <laughs> changed, ah, changed the, form, the <laughs> chelsea Fulham and Palace.
3: Ah, right, Those okay. Are, <laughs> are right.
4: you ready for number two? Yeah, okay. Number two is Wolverhampton against Everton. Or Swo- uh, Southampton against Burnley. Who's it going to be? Write them down. Who you go from, the highest the attendance. One. And then finally.
3: <laughs> <laughs> somebody's gonna either going to be humiliated here. Probably me. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've gone the other way.
4: Because we've got opposite answers in both so far. <laughs> Arsenal versus Manchester City. Yeah. Or Newcastle against Spurs. Write them down. Who do you think? I'll put the same as you on that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> could be a tiebreaker. Right. Get your, uh, get your answers in if you're playing along at home double I'm sure there's families all across Manchester oh, writing down their results a bit. Uh, coming up uh, we're going to be speaking to uh, a Brighton fan and a Huddersfield fan later in the show as well as declaring who our team of the week is for week two we've got talking points such as the big one that we've not even touched upon yet yellow
3: cards and goals from last week is that yes yellow that. cards and
4: goals yeah. from last week I've done that as well we are declaring that thank god Ian's uh, on board uh, all of that I know it's great isn't it all That coming up right after this. This is the Manchester Football Social, the Wednesday Club. XS Manchester, thank you very much for listening to the Wednesday Club. This turns into a lovely podcast, a daily podcast that you can get by wherever you normally get your podcast. Uh, breaking news: We got into the top fifty in the Indian iTunes charts. Yes. Uh, I can give you a rundown of all of them Indian for you. ITunes. <laughs> Indians iTunes charts. Hello, everybody in India. They, they love us over there. Uh, let's try and get into the top one hundred of the the UK ones. Just if you listen Mo- to Wednesday I get Club, into the Mongolian top, uh, top I don't know 10 where we are now, but I can find Swiss, out. Fa- what about f- the Swiss top, 10? Swiss top ten? Swiss top. They love us in America as well, hello uh, to <laughs> anyone who listens in America. So we're trying to get to, we can get to the top. We're trying to get
2: to India. We should be doing this live <laughs> from India. <while laughs> that'd be like. great. <laughs> for anyone sponsor awesome. that.
4: 8771. In international break, that'd be the time to do it. Wouldn't yeah, you? yeah. Exactly. Get, get on to it. Ooh, a bit of sun. Howard is on the line. We're going to stay there. Uh, <laughs> Howard, stay there, because we got the results of our game. Very simple game. It's the attendance game on XS Manchester. I'll tell you two uh, matches that happen on a weekend. You simply tell me... Who had the bigger attendance? (laughs) Right, first one was very simple. It was Fulham versus Palace or Huddersfield versus Chelsea. Who had the biggest attendance? Alex. I went Huddersfield. Who did you go for? I went for Fulham. You went for Fulham and I can tell you, Alex, you are correct. Yes. By only 700 uh, the Huddersfield was uh, 24,121 uh, the uh, the other one was 24,000 wait who said what then? I said well, uh, Fulham I... oh wait yeah sorry uh, Ian's right wow <laughs> sorry wow. you sorry, like, came in then didn't it eh? uh, Right, it might be my debut VAR. for the VAR. season <laughs>
2: But some (laughs) things have not
4: changed. Next one, it was Wolves versus Everton or Southampton versus Burnley. What did you go for, Ian? Is this the same referee or are we using VAR? (laughs) No, no, we've got VAR for this one. I'm
3: going Southampton. Oh, what did you go for, Alex? Wolves. Well, I can actually tell you,
4: Alex, you are correct this time. No changing.
3: Can I just check the VAR on this one as well? Yeah, definitely
4: the correct one. And the final one, Arsenal (laughs) against City or Newcastle against Spurs. What did you go for, Alex? Arsenal. What did you go for, Ian? Both of you are correct. So no winners there. Maybe Howard, who's on line one, who's a Huddersfield fan. Uh, You've never really spoke to Steve or or Ian before. Actually, you know uh, Alex quite well. Who uh, are you going to pick between Alex and uh, Ian? Howard? Um, I'll go for Alex. Alex, you've won, yeah? Oh, you've yeah, won that thanks, What a way uh, to settle it. <laughs> <laughs> no penalties here. No, yeah. no, no penalties at all. Uh, you've got uh, Howard, is a Huddersfield fan, on the line. Uh, obviously, Huddersfield, we'll give them the payback now after that. You should, you've been nicer to me This is why we we've got Sunday. you on Howard. Manchester City against uh, Huddersfield, the big game on the weekend. Uh, first yeah. of all, not the greatest start, but, you know, it was against uh, Chelsea. How are you feeling, Howard?
0: Not so bad, I think. You know, because Chelsea's got. Uh, I think we were just helping him out with the first game, really give him a bit of a chance. You know.
4: Yeah, indeed. And in uh, Manchester City, a big test for you on a weekend. Now, realistically, how are Huddersfield going to do this season?
0: It's going to be a big test, isn't it? I mean, if you look at um, if you look at the teams that have come up over the past few years, it, you know, they really do struggle um, against the teams that have been up there for a long time. Um, to be honest, I think most of the town fans, particularly last season, definitely this season again. Like myself, just enjoying it. It's just amazing. I, you know, I've been going since, sort of, oh, eight, eight, you know, nineteen eighty the first time I went, and it's just I've been I've seen it all really, but down in the lower leagues and and to see them up in the in the top level, I think is amazing. So it's just we enjoy it. I they're going to struggle, but I'd love to see
4: them stay up. If you, Alex, obviously Huddersfield caused a, an upset last season with a, with a home win against Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. Do you that think was, they can uh, continue their uh, the run the run against United, or do you think? Because I, I I feel like Huddersfield worrying are quite a lot of people's bottom three that might be yeah. relegated. Uh, what do you make of that, Alex?
2: Well, yeah, but I think also after about five or six games into the season. The, cause it's a great home stadium they've got. It's a really good vocal support and they played really tight, decent football. And it's called the Deport, La Portra. I can't remember what it's called up front. That centre forward. Pretty much yeah, everybody Portra, had him. Yeah. is like a five and a half million fantasy football league transfer, scores a lot. Um, I, I think this, st- I, thought last year they looked really solid. I don't see any reason this year why they can't be solid. They did get lucky against United who self-destructed. off gave one away and Matter was at fault for the other goal, but, um, other than that. It's always
4: someone it? else's fault, isn't it? Yeah. Alex? It's always no, that's, someone else's that's two players' fault. fault. Window off the matter, it was their fault. Uh, uh, Howard, uh, so do you think then we're gonna put um put you on the on the spot here? Huddersfield will be in the Premier League next season.
0: I think they will. Yeah, I, I think they will. I think I think David Wagner's an absolutely fantastic manager. Um, young and I think I think he constantly thinks about the game and I think he's gonna be a, a really, really good manager in, in time to be honest. I think he already is, yeah. I think we will.
4: Predictions then against the Oldersfield against Manchester City.
0: <sighs> from oh. I'd like to think we can sneak a draw I think we did at the end of last season didn't we As we were, we were struggling to stay up and you were going for the 100 points uh, the city were going for the 100 points but I, I think we, we might be able to push for a draw but yeah, maybe 2-0 to us
4: 2-0 yeah. Howard thank you very much right. for that 2-0 <laughs> to you so I don't get <laughs> anything to say <show. laughs> well, the predictions are at the end the predictions are at the end for you uh, you don't predict but, anyway but, no I'm not predicting but hang on a minute <laughs> So
3: so unchallenged that. City played Huddersfield last season. It was a dead rubber, never mind going for 100 points. It was the day they got they got presented with a Premier League trophy. So the game was just a surreal game. Huddersfield couldn't put 11 players behind the ball and City just didn't have the will to break them down. Huddersfield, uh, at their place, gave City actually a better game, even though the Blues... Uh, came away with victory that day, but it was a very hard-earned victory. Mm -hmm. I'd have to say that Huddersfield are in my bottom three... I, I, I admire the fan that you just got on who's been a loyal fan who's been going through all the dark days. And it, it's not been easy being a Huddersfield Town supporter. And I admire those types of players, uh, fans, for sticking to their loyalty. And I welcome them. And, uh, you know, they're, they're actually a, quite a local team. If I if I go to watch a game at Leeds, at Huddersfield, which I don't often do at Leeds Roads, it used to be, um, mm. I can get probably get almost quick from there, where I live in Oldham, yeah. as I can from most of the teams in Greater I live, Manchester. I lived in Huddersfield for a year. And um, it's how a, was
2: that, how It was, was that? a great it was really good time and stuff. It was really good. And and he, he's
3: right and about the, Wagner, I agree yeah. with him on him, but I think City this time will have too
4: much for him. Right, this is the Exes Manchester Football Social. Uh, speak about the breaking news now. No one really knows how long this injury will be, but there are reports that De Bruyne has picked up a knock during a training session. Uh, people uh, like the uh, Independent are going for three months out, but you know they just like to possibly grab the headlines there and the retweets uh, from probably other clubs than City, Liverpool fans going get in. But for you, Ian, if it, if it is out for if he is out for that long, how big of a miss is De Bruyne? But looking at the bright side, if you can bring a bright side for City fans, who's going to fill the gap? Because, he, he, well, he didn't really do... He, he, he can, you've got players that can do De, Bruyne, uh, De Bruyne's role, maybe not as good as him. Uh, but uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? If you're looking at Liverpool and you say Salah's out for three months,
3: you think, well, that's going to be make a big difference. Uh, you know, If you look at City and you say De Bruyne's going to be out, De Bruyne's a fantastic player and it's a major blow, but they've got such a quality squad. Uh, De Bruyne didn't start at Arsenal, didn't play against Chelsea All right, in pre-season, mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. Um, it, 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 it isn't about one player at City, it's about the way the team plays. So clearly, losing a player of his quality is a big blow. But I don't think it's as big, big a blow as it once would have been, or as big a blow as some media, as you say, might want to exaggerate. And given the fixtures and the, and the, the stage of the season that we are... Um, They're only going to be playing the group stages of the Champions League. They're going to be in the top pot. So I would imagine that with or without Bruner, they should comfortably get through that group stage. They're playing the early rounds of the League Cup when De Bruyne wouldn't probably play anyway. And in terms of league games, until the Liverpool game, which is in October, uh, most of the games should be winnable. Uh, arguably the hardest of those early games, Arsenal away, has already been played. Now, I'm not taking anything for granted, I don't mean it like that, but there's no reason why this squad, even without De Bruyne, shouldn't be able to win, though. So if he's going to be out for a couple of months, and that means he's back ready for the Liverpool game, which is that first big challenge, I think City can live with that.
2: I don't know. Is this verified? Because this story seems to happen every... You know, he's not going to play for two months, and then the next match he's back. Yeah, so he was I'd, injured
3: at Crystal Palace last year and came know, back two days like later. That horror
2: injury, he might never walk again. And then the next thing you know, he's like, I, I don't believe he's it. She's not
4: buying it at all. No, nah, not Shaking buying it. it you not you buying it. And even if
2: he is injured, he'll go and see the magic doctor, will he? He'll be the back. The magic doctor. He's already there. He's probably like running, running home.
4: <laughs> what? <laughs> Rubbing his hands. <laughs> running back from Barcelona. Uh, let's speak about a feud that's going on at the minute that I'm enjoying and it happens to be the feud between Ramos and Klopp now don't you oh, feel lit. you've read into this too much uh, Klopp uh, necessarily has done, uh, sorry Klopp has done some interviews which I find intriguing calling Liverpool the underdogs in this uh, Premier League race he says that they're the Rocky they've got to do some more uh, stuff to catch up to Manchester City even though they spent quite a lot of money um, he also had a dig at Ramos and Ramos has gone back to have a dig at him uh, declaring that Klopp needs to maybe focus on uh, winning stuff rather than just, the This is all around
3: the Champions League final This is all around the Champions
4: League final Klopp fired digs at Ramos suggesting that he intentionally went out to uh, to hurt Salah uh, Ramos fired back and went maybe he should focus more on making sure his club win things instead of just getting to the finals uh, It's a bit of back and forth um, we, We'll enjoy, enjoy it uh, but for you, Ian do you think that they are the underdogs as they're calling themselves Liverpool in this Premier League race? Well, Ian
3: I don't mean this in the wrong way because I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not arrogant on behalf of the team that I support, but statistically, the fact that City won the league by 19 points, everybody who isn't City is an underdog uh, this season. You know that, that's just a fact; you can't get away from that. But Liverpool have spent a lot of money, even though, of course, uh, Jurgen Klopp said, uh, you know, on the day that we do what City do and spend a lot of money, you know, oh, yeah, I, I'll walk di- away. It was
2: actually when we signed United signed Pogba and he said, "We don't do things like that here. We're, we're not like we're so not. what nonsense." Yeah, eh? well, and they spent <laughs> the same on a goalkeeper now.
3: Um, so I, I think they're obviously, uh, you know, a very strong op- opponent. And as we sit here now with one game played, um, at, trying to be as step back from it as much as possible, try to be as fair and neutral as I can, I would say City are the favourites and Liverpool are second favourites. Mm, wrong. What? Because United finished second last
2: year, and they didn't even play the last two, three games because the FA Cup final. So they, which went really we, well, didn't it? I, I think we're well. That was Phil Jones, wasn't it? Useless. <laughs> I think we are second favourites. Do you um,
4: honestly think that? Yeah. Do you, honestly, why, why, why Mourinho this won't is even be thing. at the club at Christmas? He'll be gone. Ma- Manchester United are second favourites. To to well, Lowe.
2: firstly, is is something I'm, I was going to say something positive about Liverpool. Um, Here we go. And it's they were the team that unlocked how to beat City. So I can understand why Ian kind of has got a bit of respect for Liverpool or a bit of fear for them or whatever it is, because I think their record against City was really, really good, wasn't it? And They were one of the very few teams that went out and just attacked en masse City. Not many other teams did it. Well, they we did four
3: three at Anfield. Uh, obviously, City won by you know got five at, at the Etihad. That so was yeah. The, that the two you're talking about the two, two Champions, Champions League games of which I've always uh, been adamant mm-hmm. that the bombardment of the coach by 500 missiles onto the way the way to the ground had an unsettling effect in the early moments. Of course of the it first did. Well, we've that had game. that every
2: season at Galatasaray. That's the Champions League. But out of four <laughs> games last season, <laughs> and this is when we're talking about City as this invincible machine that no. one can be and it's the best football anyone's seen out of four games Liverpool beat you three times
4: let's go to so <laughs> it's, it's that simple we've got a little call here because we do do our team in a week but uh, we've got a guy called Damien on from uh, Cheadle Heath FC who wants to plug an event tonight which we always take in if you want to plug an event this is a footballing event uh, Damien uh, you're on the Wednesday club mate can you hear us and if so tell us about what event you want to plug t- uh, tonight
5: Tonight, I want to plug Chigalese um, Nomads. Uh, we've got an audience with uh, Brian Orton, ex-city manager, and uh, guest Scott Matheson, referee as well, ex-parneship referee. It starts at 7.30. It's £5 to get in. It's Chigalese uh, Nomads, which is based in Norbeck Road, Chigalese, just not million not really miles away from um, Morrison's. And, uh, yeah, £5 to get in. Um, just, going fa- like Kevin, just, just going on about like Kevin Dubois injuries. Nothing oh I love it I love sports it sports <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Damien's Nothing called up to d- back, in, <laughs> back in my day Magic Spawn sorted me out any
4: day of the week did it really I love how you've called up Damien to plug an event but you still want to get stuck into the talking points uh, I, for, for you Damien so it's, a, it's an event if people want to uh, find out more information is Twitter pages Facebook pages they can follow
5: yeah, but one Twitter, one there, uh, Leaf Nomads, if you just type it in, in the search engine and the Twitter part of it, type in Cheetah Leaf Nomads where the event's on there, all the details are on there. Ignore the £10, it's £5 to get in. Lovely. Damien,
4: that. will oh, man, Leaf Brian Nomads be uh, a a team of the week in the future for us if you drop us a, a tweet? Oh,
0: I'll
4: get that done then yeah, get that done, <laughs> drop us a tweet, you live nomads, uh, can be our team in the week next week, maybe Damien, thank you very much, Just call it up it's we'll a plug an event, and uh, will that
0: Ryan be interesting,
3: a top man, absolute top man, I love him he's. He's chari- I, I talked to him a lot and he's charismatic and he's he's just a great character. I love him to bits, I'll enjoy that. And I yeah. can also
2: vouch for that Morrison's in Cheedley. Yeah, it's, good <laughs> it's good there. I've been there a good one. A few times.
4: Uh, little <laughs> story uh, that I want to go to just before the break. It is uh, a a letter that's on the rounds recently uh, by uh Barnes the F C and it's a gentleman called Chris and he put this letter on Twitter. Um we spoke to Chris, um he uh he's in a uh, you know, a bit of a, a place in a minute which is a dark place uh, uh, we asked him do you want to come on and speak about the letter he said no but you know uh, thank you very much uh, for reading it this is the letter Chris received uh, the other day it says dear Chris sorry for sending you this letter at random but I felt like I wanted to reach out and get in touch I've noticed through social media that you've been going through a bit of a hard time recently I'm not sure what it's about but I hope everything is okay and improves for you as soon as possible you've been a fan of the club for many years and always supported us so we want to know that if you need a favour returning we support you to please do let us know you you are welcome to swing by anytime my office door is always open and we've got a brand new coffee machine so you can come and get stuck in alternatively you may have noticed the squiggle on the back of the pl- uh, player lettering on the shirt, it's for the Mind Charity. Uh, they are partners of the EFL this season and do some really great work. I've included their contact details below. Uh, keep supporting the Reds, Chris. And we'll be supporting you. Yours sincerely, uh, the Chief Executive Officer of Barnsley FC. Sent a lovely letter to Chris, uh, and it's gone. Uh, it's gone everywhere. It's gone viral um I, I hope this opens the, the the door to to anyone else who's out there thinking, feeling a bit low you know um there's people that care and uh, the the mind uh, information we're going to retweet now uh, so you can obviously the great mental health charity um, and it was just a really touching letter that uh, a Barnsley fan received, I just wanted to read that out well done and to uh, yeah, well done to everyone at Barnsley for keeping an eye on the fans and Chris uh, he assures me that everything is good he 's been a bit overwhelmed by how 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 big the the tweet has gone uh, but get back to a, a good place, Chris. Um, and thank you very much for sharing your story with us right coming up after the break we're going to be doing our team of the week which is AFC Alden. we're also going to be speaking to a Brighton fan uh, ahead of Manchester United against Brighton so stay with the Wednesday Club we'll be right back
3: this is the Manchester Football Social the Wednesday Club
4: this is XS Manchester thank you very much for listening to the Wednesday Club It's time to do our team of the week, which is a very simple format. We want to shine a light on teams across the greater Manchester area that aren't obviously the big million pound Premier League clubs. And we have got our second team of the week, AFC Oldham. And Ross is on the live. Ross, good evening, mate. You okay? Good evening, guys. Great show so far. Oh, cheese! Oh, lovely. He knows the way to our hearts, doesn't he, Ross? He does. <laughs> he knows the way to our hearts. Uh, Ross, uh, we'd love to get you on just to tell us about... Oh, yeah, sorry, I've not even put these yeah, guys we up. We couldn't even comment, oh, sorry. <laughs> Silence But Normally, your comments aren't that good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'd love to get you on, Ross, to tell us about uh, AFC Oldham. Let us know... Um... Can I ask you a question before oh, you go yeah, any further, on. right? Where does AFC
3: uh, Oldham play? Is it the one on Broadway... That's Teddy. Uh, That's Teddison. We,
5: we, we, we have played uh, on Clayton, uh, next to Laffick's Ian. Right. Uh, but we're a bit nomadic at the moment. We had a base in uh, Clarksfield and Oldham, but we couldn't quite get the funding to get the clubhouse and the training fields and everything together. So uh, the first and second team this year are based at. Uh, same side stadium at Curzon on the 3G pitch, there, the new pitch.
3: Well, you were home on Saturday because I was coming back from the a game at the uh, at the CFA at City, which was a one o'clock kickoff, and I thought I might even call in and watch one of the local teams here. That, that's why I asked the yeah. question. I think if it was Chatterton that were playing on on the, the team on Broadway, they were they were certainly in action. Yeah, that's
2: always been Chadderton because yeah, I been... went to school there. You know, um, Ross, you're not the team yeah. that um, used to play. I think the home ground used to be called George. Dew, D E W, and it was where they filmed Joss's Giants. Is
4: that you?
5: Is no, that... that's not us. No, oh. that I remember the TV show very well though.
4: Yeah, Joss's Giants. Uh, I have not a clue what you uh, are on about. It was Joss's Giants. <laughs> AFC Oldham. Uh, tell us uh, then about uh, Ross. How long you have involved in the club? Uh, what the club does, and if anyone's listening is interested, uh, how they could be a part of it.
5: Okay, well we've uh, been around since 2005, following a merger between two teams. Uh, we've got three men's team, one women's team, uh, two under-18s team, under-15s team academies. We've got a futsal team. Uh, I'm actually sat right outside the training ground at the minute. Uh, we've got a session at 7 o'clock. So uh, the lads are getting wet waiting for me. <laughs> well,
4: yeah, <laughs> let's leave it at that, uh, shall we, Ross? Um, no, uh, I've got here a big um, uh, event you're going to do. Is it on the f- here the 5th of October?
5: Yeah, our sportsman's dinner. Uh, yes, tell us night. about
4: that. It looks mega. Tell us about your sportsman's dinner.
5: Yeah, and all you are welcome to attend. Oh, nice uh, one. What food is it? Uh, sorry.
4: oh pot supper is it?
5: Is it oh, pot supper? No, it
4: says a four-course no, meal. All eh? oh, right, we're, four we're there then. <laughs> <We're laughs> <there>. Four-course. <laughs> we're all
5: there. Who is at the uh, the uh, the sportsman's dinner? Well, we've we've got a great comedian, uh, but the main sportsman's uh, the speaker is Jimmy Bullard.
4: Perfect, Jimmy
5: Butler. Have you got an
4: MC? Because I'm available.
5: <laughs> yeah, they actually have. Sorry, hey, you we, know. We, we can we can talk about that later. Evening, if that, if you want. Pass <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. on
4: your number. And the great comedian Alex. I'm guessing. I'm not I'm doing, doing it. It's not it's me. Is it? Never mind. <laughs> uh, Ross, uh, for people, uh, you on um, social media so people can go follow you.
5: Yeah, we, we've got a Twitter account, Facebook account, and a website. Perfect. Uh, it's just uh, official AFCO, which is uh, obviously stands for AFC Oldham. Uh, got quite a few followers. We get a lot of uh, inquiries through them. We do really well. And we've, got, we've actually been uh, nominated recently for the Manchester FA Awards for our uh, social media. So, no, we've been nominated.
4: It's perfect, Ross. Thank you very much for the call. You are our second team of the week. Good luck, mate. Go I, I follow them. the call. The sportsman's <laughs> dinner, um, going buy tickets. You can go through uh, their um, Twitter account, uh, and I recommend it It'd be a good night. Free, ball, free, Wednesday club night out. Why not? Yeah, let's do it, Ross. Yeah, give us
5: a, give us a call. You're in,
4: Ross. Thank you very much, mate, uh, and uh, all the best with the training sessions. Get make sure those boys aren't wet for much longer. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers, See you, Ross. Good luck, Ross is there uh yeah so lovely that if you want to be a team of the week tweet us i access manchester we'll try and get you on do it rosters there we'll always help you out um now we're going to go over to a brighton fan uh a man called Stephen. he's tweeters he's got blue tick yeah oh, oh, Stephen gonna, now yeah oh, he's, he's got, got, got a, a blue tv tick. show and everything he <laughs> <laughs> didn't tell me was this good <laughs> hello uh, uh, Stephen. how are you i'm fine thanks very much yes you've got a blue tick on twitter Stephen. I just heard you say that and just
1: clicked on your account and realised you've got about a thousand more followers than me. So all you have to do is say something really dodgy, or I have to be particularly good in the next <laughs> month or so, and I've <laughs> overtaken you. That's right.
4: Bring it on, we'll have a race.
2: Don't worry, Joe will get rid of our list our followers <laughs> quickly.
4: Yeah, no, I won't. Um, Stephen, you're a Brighton fan. Uh, talk to yeah. us. Uh, you're going to go up against Manchester United, Alex's club uh, on, on the weekend. Are you confident yeah. you can? Uh, a giant killing is on its way
1: no it's wrong time for us we are uh We've um, we, we we appear to have had a fairly decent transfer uh, window, um, getting in some sort of realistically kind of quite high level players, some internationals, some genuine sort of flair talent. But um, we uh, we haven't gelled very quickly. And um, whereas Brighton are a lot harder to beat at home, and we actually beat Man United last uh, season. It was a game that basically secured our safety. Yeah, it
2: uh, up one zero, wasn't it?
1: That's right. Yeah, I just um, and and I think we were good for it as well. Actually, it wasn't a scrape. I no, no, you did deserve it. Kind of yeah. But the um, but w- it's a bit too soon in the season. I think uh, Man United like this season have hit the ground running a little better than they did last. So so you're in a better position than you were. We're in a worse position than we were, and I think it'll be a struggle. Um, and uh, actually, um, our first game away at Watford, our, our first few games are pretty tough. Watford was the one we we're thinking might get a few points, and um, we've done well there before and we were fairly comprehensively sort of beaten so um, I think there's a few Brighton fans sort of scratching the back of the head thinking just because we survived last season no reason to believe it'll happen this one Uh, yeah it'll be tough
4: dangers then that United need to keep an eye out Uh, who do you think it could cause a bit of a, a drama for United's back line
1: well, Brian fans are a little bit uh, sort, of, uh, sort of unknown about who's going to start, because even though we brought in all these big names, we actually started with the same team from last season, bar one player. But um, at home, uh, Anthony Nockart is, is very decent. He's fast. He, he ran them fairly ragged last time as well, actually. He will create a lot, and he will sort of attack down the wings. Also, Pascal Gross, our sort of German playmaker, he is uh, he's, he's, his levels are pretty high, though he, he went a little bit anonymous at what if those two players get a lot of time on the ball, then there's a good chance Brighton could actually create something. Um, if they're anonymous, then I think we'll be struggling to sort of stay parity with him.
4: It's, it's good to have Brighton in, in the in the Premier League. In you drew trips down there. I was the there place? last weekend. It's the best place in the country. Is it absolutely
3: amazing? City played Brighton on the opening day of last season, and and then they were really up for it. You know, the the crowd were really up for it. The, there was mosaics in the crowd and everything. It was a new ground for me. I've been to the. Goldstone Ground, and uh, when they were at that temporary Athletic Stadium, so it was lovely to go to a new stadium and see them uh, on. And it was, I think, it was near to a bank holiday. The weather was gorgeous, uh, and City really had to work hard to come all the way from with three points Mm -hmm. from Brighton. But I've got to say that I I said last week uh, on this show that, uh, that I thought Leicester would go down. And I stick with that. Having watched the the game on Friday night, which might seem a controversial nomination, but actually, it's bizarrely Huddersfield and Brighton are probably two of the others that, sadly, I feel
4: might be the mm. ones that
3: go this year. Well,
4: Stephen, what's your thoughts on the rest of the season? Then, for you as a fan, uh, what are your expectations? I think we'll. I think we'll... Survive, um I
1: think if you look at the teams that go down year on year, virtually always what they've got in common is the fact that things aren't happy between team and management uh, and the back room because normally uh, the teams that start falling apart can, can do something in January uh, if they're all coherent behind the scenes and Brighton have got it going on behind the scenes, it's a really well run club so I'm sort of confident but I think we're going to find it hard, I think teams like Newcastle even though they've got some decent players uh, and an excellent manager. If they lose their manager,
3: I think they might plummet. Uh, There's certainly a lot of goodwill towards Chris Hutton. I mean, I don't, I don't hear anybody yeah, ever say no a bad never. word against Chris Hutton. so Not they all want either. him to do well. As a Mancunian yeah, no, I- who travels to away games, though... I've got, I can't <laughs> <Yeah>. deny that <laughs> Brighton and Crystal Palace are the two most awkward journeys, so on that basis... Could do getting Bolton <laughs> yeah, <and> back. Yeah, Bolton <laughs> and well, well, Wigan could do coming back, yeah.
1: Imagine what it's like for us. Every single journey for us is a nightmare. You know, we've got Southern Rail if you want to get the train to anywhere, and then virtually all the teams are the other end of the country. On top of that, you know, you're talking earlier on about your second team, Oldham, right? That's a bus ride for you.
3: What's That's a walk, thing? actually, for
1: me. <laughs> it's a walk. <laughs> I mean, there you go. You know, I mean, you know, I, I, the closest teams to us. I mean, Palace obviously is our great rivalry, but you know, I mean, you to be Portsmouth and they've dropped down the division, and Southampton is still a, an hour and forty-five minutes drive. You know, the reason why Brian is so well supported is the catchment out da- area down here is absolutely huge.
4: There is <laughs> <very> <laughs> <disaster>. <laughs> got, got nowhere That's else to plan. go. Uh, Stephen, yeah, totally. thank you very much for, no for coming on, mate, and all the best uh, there, uh, Stephen Bright. fan. Thank you very much. Go follow him, uh, Stephen Grant. Stephen Good C. C at the Grant. Good weekend. Yeah, Stephen C. Grant uh, on go Twitter. Good look at the Weekend, haven't I? Well, yeah, of Could course be you playing uh, you're playing again. United. Steven me, C. Grant so you know on Twitter. You know However, don't let me get more followers than us. Uh, this is the Wednesday club coming to our sort of final uh, moments here. No. I need your goals and cards predictions for this. What about week? last week? What week. About last week. The results are somewhere out there, and I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> this week, we'll do a double on me next week. Alex, what the goals?
2: S- what did I say last week? I don't you know. It's something
4: ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, I can tell you because you got it on text, but tell me in about 30 seconds how many goals are going to be scored this week and how many cards are going to be scored in this weekend's Premier League games? 55-65. Oh, and then Ian? So goals, um, 35 mm-hmm. and 30. 35 and 30. Right, I will tell you the results of everything when I get back um, next Wednesday on the Wednesday Club. But Alex, it's been a pleasure to have you back.
2: Yeah, it's been awesome. Don't forget to check that toll strike on eBay, everybody. <laughs> no, let's get it up.
4: <laughs> and then, Ian, uh, and don't forget to go on manchestercity.com or is it dotco.uk? Mancity.com. Oh, mancity.com. And enjoy uh, your, uh, your your trips to Huddersfield and Brighton. Oh, it's home for Manchester yeah, I'm not City to well as well. But... Uh, no worries. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh manage me, John McGarr, Stay of excess, Manchester.